If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Friday to everyone in the sports universe. It is November the 12th, 2021. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvillis. What is going on, Aaron? Not a whole lot. Uh, looked like you had a good show yesterday. A lot of uh, different topics. And uh, thank you to all the guests who covered for me. Appreciate you. That's Pete, Tusky, and Glenn. Shout out, guys, for... Keeping me not talking to a screen all day by myself. Okay. This segment is brought to you by Pick'em Wars. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Pick'em Wars is 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights and money www.pickemwars.com slash fly. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y. Aaron, have you made your picks yet? I have not, but I guarantee I'm doing it right after the show. Um, I'm going to do mine uh, probably Friday night, tonight, and uh, you know, always get the last possible opportunity to do as much research as I can. There you go. It is a Friday football frenzy. And let's start off by with our Thursday night football review. Dolphins defeat the Ravens 22 to 10. And dare I say Tua, despite only going 8 of 13, kind of saved the day. Because Jacoby Brissett and the Dolphins, they were like up six to three for the longest time. And when Tua came in, this game opened wide open, and Dolphins pulled away. And Ravens offense was very suspect all game long. A typical Thursday night under, unfortunately, for Aaron. But takes on this game, bro. Uh, very ugly. I flipped <laughs> back and forth between this and uh, watching some hockey games. And so I saw – I didn't see this live, but I saw this on social media. The, the Sammy Watkins just stopping on the play of uh, – you know, of a uh, of a long touchdown pass. I mean, you, he's running under it. I don't know if he got spooked by the goalpost or the wall, or but he just stopped. It didn't make any sense to me. But I mean, ultimately, you know, a team like Baltimore, which we, uh, you know, have sung their praises all year. At least I have. I've, I've talked about Lamar Jackson, and you know, I from what I watched, he did struggle to do what he could. But just things, something didn't seem right. And these Thursday night games, man, they really throw you for a loop. I mean, anybody has any given. Shot, I know that's the NFL, but the Thursday night games, you put a good team on Thursday night, it just, you're not giving these guys enough time to really recuperate and, and set up for a, for a, you know, a new team. And Miami, well, I, I mean, I thought their team was trash and they've won two in a row now over, I know over the Texans, but over the Baltimore Ravens here. And uh, that really muddles the AFC North picture, you know, a lot with, I believe, um, you know, I think the worst team in, in the AFC North is, what, five and four? And they're now six and three. So it really creates, uh, you know, you have Pittsburgh against uh, the Lions this week. And you have Cleveland against uh, the New England Patriots. You know, winnable matchups here. And then, of course, Cincinnati uh, plays. I think they're on bye, actually. Aren't they on bye? I think they're on bye this yeah. week. Um, so Cincinnati's going to sit there kind of at the bottom, unfortunately. But uh you know, opportunities for Cleveland and Pittsburgh to really, uh, you know, also jump into the fold here, which we may or may not have been saying three or four weeks ago. I agree with the disappointing great teams on Thursday night football. I know it also gives these teams an extended week, like almost like a half a bye for the next game. But it still is very suspect when the Cardinals get beat down by the Packers who – have nobody except for Aaron Rodgers. And I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but it's still Cardinals won every other game besides that one on a Thursday night. 
Ravens are doing well, and then they can't they can barely score ten against the Dolphins. Something doesn't seem right. It seems like they're, these players are basically giving middle fingers to the NFL, saying, "We're telling you we don't like playing these games. This is what we're going to do to show you why we don't." Well, God, I would hope that's not the case for an NFL player to tank a game, especially when you're, you know, so knee deep in a division race like this. But I mean, right. um, I think Lamar played okay. It's just, I just the other, you know, looking to the other side, like. It was a late, you know, late switch for Jacoby Brissett to be the starting quarterback uh, over Tua, and like you said, Jacoby kind of was very mundane. It was six to three when he injured his knee, and um, you know, it, it, it just it didn't understand that. Like, I don't know what you guys are doing with Tua Tagovailoa at this point. Like, do you feel like you have something there? And if you do, cool. He's got to play. He's got to continue to get reps. He's got to continue to get experience. And if you don't, then you got to throw, I mean, I know that you got to throw somebody else out there. Just, you got to inactivate him or you should have traded him. You should have figured out what you had two weeks ago. But like, I, I, as much as I praise Brian Flores, this one's very much a head scratcher to me. Like, I think at some point when you were one and seven, you should have just, you know, you should have just punted the season. I don't know who you could have brought in, but I mean, if two ain't, if two ain't it, then, well, no, you're, you're trying to lose. If two ain't it, okay. then. I don't know. I th- we'll talk about Cam here in a second. I mean, we can switch segments to Cam. I think Cam, uh, I think this might be a match made in heaven that really nobody saw. Uh, I'm just with- tired of people bringing up Brian Flores in some great light. And he, he gave Ryan Fitzpatrick the reins. I'm not saying Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't a good backup quarterback, but notice I said backup quarterback and I didn't say starter. Well, you Ryan have this. Patrick won games. But they picked this guy, and I keep saying, how do you expect a guy to win if you don't even give him a chance to, to get consistent? Oh, he has no chance, and Brian Flores completely mishandled it. Anybody giving Brian Flores a pass is giving him rep, is giving him good status off of the fact that he was in New England. No, I, I'm not giving him. A, I'm giving him a pass because I know that he coaches hard, and he's. Oh. But this this handling right now is, um, is, is I agree with you. It's egregious. Like, how have you not figured out what you have? Like, what this random benching on a Thursday night game? I don't understand it. Like I'm saying, if you don't know what you have, if you know what you have, then inactivate him. Yep. Release, release them. Put them on waivers. We, we're, you know, we have the whole OBJ situation. I'm sure somebody would love to pick up Tua and try to mold him. But you know, I just don't yep. know what, like, what, what good does it serve you when you're a two and seven team to have a guy who can potentially do exactly what he did, come back and win a football game? I don't know. But you're all right. Cam Newton did come home to Carolina, which makes me wonder how much the Panthers really mishandled him getting out of there. Seems like Cam was okay coming back. I'm not sure if it's because nobody else wanted him. But I have a feeling there was a few suitors, and the fact that he chose Carolina shows me that was all hogwash a couple a few years ago. I feel like he well, just wasn't healthy. Well, I think the smoking gun for me with Cam before this whole Carolina <laughs> reunion was when Russell Wilson went down. I can't. I don't even know if they kicked the tires on Cam Newton. They just went with Geno Smith. You know, you have Zach Wilson goes down. They don't even. I don't think they kicked the tires on Cam Newton. They just went with Mike White, this guy who nobody had ever heard of. Oh. So I, I gotta say, I'm, a, I'm, I'm really shocked. But I, think I know this, you are. This might actually be the perfect situation for him. I mean, it's a different regime and a different offense for him. But I mean, if he could find a way to steal a couple of wins, I mean, they're not completely out of the race. And if I'm uh, not mistaken, I think they're like the nine seed. In the uh, no, actually the eighth seed at four mm-hmm. and five. So, is he going to play this week? I highly doubt it, unless injuries happen like they did in that Thursday night game. But um, I don't hate the move. I mean, good for Cam. I'm never going to like wish somebody to be out of the league. I don't think he's a good quarterback anymore. That's a holy. That's a whole different story. But if he can come in and, and learn, I mean, do you think he's better than Sam Darnold, or at least comparable to Sam Hell Darnold? No. How do you figure he's not though? If anybody has actually watched the Panthers games. Even the broadcasters get pissed off with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore dropping passes. Like it's it's you. I'm tired of people blaming Sam Darnold for everything that happens around him. It, like it's it's not it's not fair to a guy who literally gives them buckets dropped passes and they flat out drop them. It's impossible. And you think Cam's going to do better? Okay, go ahead. Keep thinking that, please. Uh, okay. Well, here's the situation. 
We talked about this with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. Do I believe Andy Dalton gave the Bears a better chance to win? I did. But it seemed like Justin Fields sparked. Now, if if Cam Newton somehow sparks DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson to catch passes, it's worth it. It doesn't mean that he's necessarily better. But the fact of the matter is, sometimes just he's different. And he's a fan favorite in Carolina. He's beloved in Carolina. You got you got Christian McCaffrey coming back. So I mean, well, that's nice if, timing. If the, well, I mean, those aren't those two aren't correlated. Like, don't even try to play that game. No, but see, like, it's, it's nice timing that Sam Darnold he doesn't get a chance with, with Christian McCaffrey, but this guy does. Well, I don't. I think if Sam Darnold wasn't hurt, I mean, who knows? PJ Walker could be the starter. We don't even talk about Cam. I I, I gotta imagine with the, with the amount of money they signed him to, they're gonna try to make him a starter, but. If P.J. Walker balls out, then this isn't even a story. True. Well, when we come back, there's another big story in the NFL. It's OBJ in L.A. Does this make the Rams unbeatable? Well, one can imagine. We right back to AM Drive on 12 on Sports, presented by Pickamores.com slash fly. Sports, do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me, you look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve ounce sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12-ounce sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. We welcome you back to the AM Drive here on Toronto Sports. Once again, presented by Pick'em Wars. Reminder to make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. It's 100% free to play, which makes you that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights. Pickemwars.com slash fly. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y to support the show. Let's talk about this first. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to the Los Angeles Rams. 
as Sean McVay was cheesing about this shortly before it happened. Pretty big deal for me here because Odell still has a little bit of life left in him. Just like we hope Von Miller has life left in him. But Aaron, what what is your take on this Rams deal? Yeah, so when the news first broke of, of Odell's expectations, you know, we talked about, you know, good quarterback, offensive-minded coach, and contender. And somehow the Rams never came up. Now, I can, <laughs> I can understand why they didn't come up. I mean, you look at the depth chart. You have Cooper Cup, best receiver in the league, um, nope. Robert Woods, and Van Jefferson. So, you know, the question is, is are there enough footballs in Los Angeles to find a home you know, to keep Odell Beckham Jr. happy. Now, that's the question right now is it's a one-year deal, so it's effectively the rest of this season. So, that being said, I don't know if this is a permanent home for Odell Beckham. So, the, the question really is, is can Odell swallow his pride in an attempt to get a ring here and then figure out his next move in the offseason? Um, you know, people have said, you know, you're basically, you know, a fourth receiver, maybe a third receiver on this team. You actually maybe. In terms of options on the field, you went down, but he wasn't really getting targeted uh, with the Browns. So uh, it's a 50-50 split here. Like, if OBJ can go there, be a part of the team, understand that he's not going to get 11, 12, 13 targets a game, this is great for him for the rest of the year. He has a legitimate shot at winning a Super Bowl ring. Uh, If he can't, then this could be a huge blow to chemistry, and I feel like I might fire my general manager for this. (laughs) <laughs> right. This feels like because Deshaun Jackson got touches with his team. And, and looked he averaged like sometimes. two targets a game, two to three targets a game. So that's where Odell's going to fit in. But I feel like Odell's going to get a little bit more than that. Like Sean McVay's an offensive genius. Okay. And I feel like Odell is going to get, is like, is going to be a better version of Deshaun Jackson. That's what I feel like here. I feel like, may, does he take over Robert Woods? Spot completely no. Does he take a chunk out of Robert Woods? Yes. I mean, Robert Woods is a nice, reliable receiver. Cooper Cup is the guy. But really, I like the fact that Odell, like maybe some, I think they're going to be very creative with this guy. I think we're going to find out very quickly if Odell still has something left in the tank. Oh, I think he absolutely has something left in the tank. That's not the question here, really. The pro- the problem is, is you're what seven and two, eight and two with the team you have now. And do you really want to create a whole different set of offensive uh, theories here to force feed a guy who, I mean, is he better it's than Cup? It's a punk. Is he, is he better than, well, it's not even, the, not even his personality, but is he better than Cup or Woods? Well, I don't think he's better than Cup at all. Right. Okay. So I mean, he used to equal. be. Sure. Used to be. Well, that, I mean, the NFL, a lot changes in three years and he's coming mm-hmm. off a knee, coming off a knee injury, a significant knee injury. And we don't actually ever think about the fact that that might be playing a role in, in his ability to run routes, his ability yep. to, you know, go over the middle. Like, so again, if this works, I think it's phenomenal, but if it doesn't work and he becomes a distraction, like, I think you got to fire your GM for this. What was he worth? Was that risk worth it for a team that I think can already win a Super Bowl without him? How much money is it? Do you know? I, I don't, I don't see anything regarding that. I don't know if the money is Which really doesn't the, make any sense. I don't know why that's not public knowledge right now. Cause I haven't seen well, it. Well, the thing is, is it doesn't matter though, because as long as they can fit him under the, the, under the salary cap, I mean, what's the difference between him and Deshaun Jackson? I, I understand that, but I just don't know. If, I mean, the, the problem was is Deshaun Jackson kind of talked his way out of town. You know, he <laughs> wanted to get the ball more. He got vocal and they're like, dude, you're like number three or four on this team. And Van Jefferson, to be honest with you, I think has really taken a step forward and really is what moved Deshaun Jackson out of town. Ben Jefferson's kind of turned into that deep threat role. So I just don't see the niche here for Beckham. He's not really a slot receiver in terms of like a a bona fide slot receiver. He's going to play the outside. So you're going to run three wide sets and you're going to leave Van Jefferson off. I don't know if that's the right move either. So if this works out, he's not a distraction. They win a Super Bowl or even go to NFC championship game. Um, then cool. But like I said, this is one of those things that if it doesn't work out, you took a stupid risk bringing in somebody that was so unnecessary. It's the reason guys like Tebow and Kaepernick aren't on teams. Were they not talented? Sure, they were talented, but they were just such a media circus. And that's not something you need if you're trying to compete for a Super Bowl title when you really didn't need that person to compete for that Super Bowl title. 
I completely agree with that part of it. I also want to ask you this. The report was, I mean, as far as we know, I mean, Adam Schefter seemed like he was on top of this until, oh, he signed with the Rams. Oh, so you, you didn't know what you're talking about. But they said, like, Odell kind of wanted this, but he also was on the fence with the Packers. And they said Von Miller's friendship could have influenced this, but I think Packers would have been a better fit for him football-wise. I don't know about charisma-wise, but football-wise, you ain't going to talk much. And, in fact, his Wisconsin media is not going to let you voice it that much because nobody's going to care. Well, like you that said, it, animal. It, it looks like he's going for football reasons. It looks like this is a chance to chase the ring because you're right. That. If it's – what do you mean you hate it? You keep telling me to put Marshawn Lynch on the Buccaneers. Like, what are you talking about? Well, I said that one time. Come on, man. <laughs> well, you keep telling me about guys chasing rings. You talked about OBJ going to, like, the Bucks and stuff. Like, so from purely a football standpoint to try to get yourself another, another contract or a better contract, yeah, I mean, missing the Saints, missing the Patriots, missing the Chiefs, missing the Packers, this clearly strikes me as we're chasing a ring here. And that's why I believe he can kind of, for lack of a better word, shut his mouth for half a year. But you just never know with guys like this. These personalities can only stay behind closed doors so often. I mean, look mm -hmm. how long look how long Antonio Brown was just a silent guy who went about his business. <laughs> and then when shit hit the fan, now he's back <sighs> to being a silent guy who just goes about his business. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like the temper tantrum. Someone compared him to, o to Ocho Cinco of this generation. He's a much talent, more talented Ocho Cinco, but... Eventually, talent. Eventually, the NFL needs to players need to realize before I move on to college football. They need to understand this: the NFL doesn't care about your personality. They like it sometimes, but guys want this to be the NBA so bad sometimes, and it's just not. This is a good. This will always, as far as I know, it will always be a good old boys. Shut your mouth and then get paid. Do not talk. Like you go about your. NFL is a big time business, and I feel like a lot of these guys want it to be something else, and it's just not. Well, the NFL is a reactionary league. I mean, first and foremost, yeah. they're they're one of the biggest mm -hmm. businesses in the world, but they're a reactionary league. When you're doing well, like Antonio Brown, like OBJ, I mean, remember OBJ and the Giants? I mean, he was a walking highlight reel. I mean, they they freaking cut to his pregame one handed catch warm ups. So when yep. things are going well, the NFL loves you, but for the second it takes a slide back, you know, a backslide. You are public enemy number one. And while that may or may not be fair, this is the business you got yourself into. And yeah. while there's player, while there is some level of player empowerment, no one is bigger than the shield. And that's just not the same in the NBA. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. Well, let's get into college football this weekend. And the first game we're going to get to is Cincinnati and South Florida tonight. Cincinnati, number five in the nation. Is 23 and a half point favorites. This one's actually a point more than last week's game. And the over-under is 58. Aaron, are they did they get a 23 and a half here? Because I mean, good lord. Yeah, Cincinnati's in a spot where I just how do I ever feel like I can really be confident anymore? Um, USF two and seven. I think they got boat raced, uh, although they started out strong against uh Houston. Uh they got boat eventually just got boat raced uh by the Cougars. And 23 is a lot of points coming on a Friday night game after, you know, basically a short week. I just can't feel comfortable touching that. And uh, if I had to make a play on this one, it would probably be like the over. I feel like That's what I uh, too. Either there's two options here. USF stays close with Cincinnati and we get like a game in the 30s. Or Cincinnati might be able to put up close to 58 points by themselves if they're trying to figure out a statement win. I don't know if necessarily beating a 2-7 and seven team by – 35 points classifies as a statement win because of, you know, what we have uh, this upcoming weekend with uh, as far as, you know, big matchups. We have, you know, Michigan and Penn State. We have Oklahoma playing a top 25 matchup. And, I mean, Georgia, obviously, there's nothing going to change that. But, like, Ohio State is in a top 25 matchup this week. So beating USF by 35 on a Friday night, it, there's just no statement win here for them. So, I uh, I fear. I fear for what could happen, whether they win this game by one, whether they win this game by 50. I fear there's a chance they may be, there may be a backslide if everything on Saturday goes chalk, you know. I'm I'm with you on the over here. Um, Cincinnati, their defense can hold teams sometimes. 
But like you said, now in terms of the maybe a statement win against a two and seven team, I mean, what if they had statement wins the last two weeks? I don't know if they'd be number four anyways, but it would definitely make a lot bigger case for them than be winning by eight against Tulsa. Of course. Of but course. But then again, but South Florida winning, is worse than Tulsa. But covering 23 and winning by 27, I don't know if that changes anything in the viewers, or excuse me, in the uh, committee's uh, eyes in this spot. And especially, like I said, it's a Friday game at yeah. like 6 o'clock. You know, people are like on the, on the East Coast just getting off of work. People on the West Coast are still at work. So it's it's not a game where I think anything's going to matter for Cincinnati. But I do hope they are still motivated to just kick the crap out of people. I mean, they need one. They can't continue. That that's the one thing they can't do is like win by three. They can't do that. And Desmond Ritter twelve to one is looking a lot worse. I think he's the odds have worsened. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's possible because they just don't. I mean, I mean at USF they do have a game against SMU, who's kind of you know kind of taking a fall and back now with two losses, but. There's just these three games, if they want to stay in this, this hunt, these three plus the maybe potential conference game against Houston, they've got a roll. They've got a roll at this point. Yep. Alabama hosts New Mexico State because God knows why would they go to New Mexico State, right? Well, Alabama's 51-point favorites here, and the over-under is 67. I think under will be a, the best play here. Well, under would basically be saying you don't think New Mexico State can score points. Which is probably true. I mean, yeah, they are one eight on the year. We also, even if let's say Alabama scores, you know, 40, 49, that would still would mean like a, they need to score 18. That's just not happening. I understand that, but Alabama definitely has the potential. What was the total on this one you said? 67. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's basically stating that Alabama's going to score, uh, you know, all the points in this game, which I don't necessarily believe is true. I would probably lean towards New Mexico State getting a cover because there's no way Nick Saban wants to lose anybody vital when you have Arkansas and Auburn coming up. So I'd, I'd be shocked if Bryce Young's in this game in the fourth quarter. I would say give me give me New Mexico State plus 51, just somehow sneaking a backdoor cover in this spot. So you're they, saying like they – They can definitely put up points. That's no secret. I mean, look at the last few games. Hawaii, they put up 34. They put up 28 in Nevada. They put up 31 against San Jose State. 26 against a Hawaii. It's not that they can't put up points. And, and in garbage time with second and third stringers for Alabama, there's totally a possibility of a – I mean, 51 is a lot to cover. If can you, you give me 52 to 14? Can I give you 52 to 14? What would that do? That would be, be, be under 67. Sure, yeah. I must, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I'd probably, gun to my head, just take the points in this spot. There it is. All right, cool. Well, that's fair. Nothing about that game. How about Michigan? Oh, I lied. Oklahoma and Baylor in a top 25 matchup. Caleb Williams begins his tour of completely taking over college football, according to Aaron. So, Aaron, in this game, I know I don't have it in front of me. These I'm on BetUS.com code 120Z, by the way. Maybe you have a spread in front of you. Uh, I'm seeing five and a half where I'm looking right now. Okay, well, go ahead then. Okay. Uh, well, looking at it, like I said, you know the 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 Big Twelve championship game is kind of on the line here for Baylor. Um, they just lost to TCU last weekend. Was a little shocked to everybody after Gary Patterson, you know, walked away from that program. But uh, I mean, for all the offense they gave to a middling TCU team, like I think a, an Oklahoma team could be in for a, a buffet of of statistics here. Right. But talking about a team who you know basically. Uh, is on the rise with Baylor. Second time in three seasons they can make the Big 12 championship game here. Beating Oklahoma would be huge for them. Unfortunately, I think it would cannibalize the Big 12. Um, but I kind of like uh, I kind of like Baylor get, covering this game. You know, five and a half. It might get up to you know the six region. Maybe even six and a half would be great. So if you're looking at it, it's already kind of come down from that. But there's a chance late money could come in. Um, I kind of like Baylor right around that six. That six number. It's at, at six right now for um BetUS, okay, and the over under sixty two. Yeah, I don't. I mean, these two teams should get there, but I don't really love a. I don't really love a total where I've got to expect two teams to put up fireworks. I don't think either team can get there by themselves, but I do think combined effort they could get over that number. Fair enough. 
Next game is going to be possibly game of the week here. First six, Michigan against Penn State. Can Wolverines roll when the Buckeyes could not? Michigan's one-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. I think Michigan might boat race this team and just put a statement win. I mean, is it possible? Sure. I just don't know. Like, it seems like James Franklin still gets this team fired up to play, even though they're not really involved in the Big Ten race. Um, I don't know. I, I think, the, to me, to be honest with you, I think the games of the week were Oklahoma and Baylor and Purdue and Ohio State. And But yeah. uh, I don't know. This game, to me, seems like a very boring watch. So I'm not sure I love really being involved in all this. But um <laughs> Michigan needs that win for sure. What, what's the number? What's the number you said? One and a half, and then forty-eight and a half on the over/under. Yeah, this one's a little shocking to me. And there's a couple of games this year where Michigan's been weirdly like a one and a half point dog or one and a half point favorite against a team they're clearly better than them, and they've covered that. I believe the last one I remember was like Wisconsin, and I think they boat raced Wisconsin. Um, I don't know. I mean, Sean Clifford is is good enough to keep them in this game, and an upset win would be huge. It would be detrimental to Jim Harbaugh for sure, uh, not just – Not national, surprising. Not just national championship hopes. So um, just for just for Philly Pete versus Captain Lou, I'm going to roll with <laughs> – I'm, I'm going to roll with Philly as a thank you for coming on the show. Um, oh, come yesterday. on. And uh, I'm going to – I'm going to take Penn State money line. Wow! Don't even want the point. Give me the fired. money. Line. Lou might not oh like that if we do the if we do the NFL show tomorrow. What is the money line? Do you know? Like, what is your line at? I don't know. If it's one and a half, I don't have money lines here. But it's one and a half. It's probably no better than one thirty. Boom! Well, UCF and SMU. That's Central Florida and Southern Methodist. Woohoo! SMU is minus seven. And the over under sixty one and a half. This one's for you, Aaron. Yeah, what, I was shocked that know? this. I was shocked that this made the uh, made the cut here. Come after, on, I appreciate it. But after two straight losses, one to Houston and one to Memphis, um, the question really right now is: Does SMU care? Uh, they're most likely out of the American Conference race. Is it a good spot, a prime spot for UCF to really get a good pick off here? Yes, but are they talented enough? I don't know. But I'm going to take, take seven. I'm going to, I'm excuse me. I'm going to give seven points here and pray for kind of a happiness edge. I'll bet SMU to cover, but I'll hope UCF wins. That's a fair point. Um, how about Georgia Tennessee? This is a game to um get to. Georgia, I believe, is twenty point favorites on this BetUS.com slate. Aaron, I think. I mean, this is a tough game because I feel like Tennessee always plays Georgia tough. But I'm not sure if I want to do 20 points. What about you? Yeah, no, I don't want any part of this game at all. I, uh, I'd i like to see Georgia continue rolling. I think they're the best team. And I would really hate to have a chink in the armor with Georgia giving any any thought to having, to putting Alabama at number one with a loss. It, you, you know they would. God forbid Georgia <laughs> wins this game by one and Alabama wins by 80. Oh Lord! Yeah. Against the New Mexico State Aggies, dude. If there's anything that a committee look is looking for, a spot to do this, because trust me, this this whole town, this whole state, this whole country would burn if a one-loss <laughs> Alabama team opened up to next Tuesday as number one in the polls. I would light our show on. I would light myself on fire next week if this happened. Well, that, I think that's a legitimate question. What if Georgia lost? Is a one-loss Alabama team the best team in the country over 9-0 Cincinnati, 9-0 Oklahoma? According to them, yes. That's what I'm saying. I just, I mean, they look for talk. I don't think Georgia will lose. Even, I thought you were going to say Georgia cover. My God, you just thought I was saying, what if they lost? Good Lord. I mean, I don't know. Everything, they the way they play, if they come out, they should have no trouble with Tennessee. Mm. Uh, covering 20 on the road is always tough. So I would really not love to be a part of betting that. But that probably, if I was... It's a, what's an early game at 1230. If I had won a little extra money on the nine o'clock games or even Cincinnati covering tonight, I might, you know, throw something on Tennessee to cover that 20 points. It's 330 for the East Coast, folks. If you're confused there, he said 1230. Well, 1230. It's Vegas time here, buddy. Nine o'clock. Good Lord. Who watches football nine o'clock? Holy cow. I do. 
Ooh, number 10, Purdue, Bex Boilermakers against Bex Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State's 21-point favorites, over under 62.5. Well, I'm pretty sure that Purdue would love to be number 10, but they're not. They're number 19. Um, another big spread. I mean, that's, that's number the, 10? He did, but it's all good. Um, oh. it, it just – the spread's very baffling to me. This is where – I feel like Vegas is just throwing out the carrot, just begging all of us rabbits to jump on it. I mean, why is why is Purdue twenty one point favorites on the road? Like underdogs. Is, yeah, there you go. Now you corrected me. We're even. <laughs> why, is, why is Purdue twenty one point dogs on the road after they just beat Michigan State pretty handedly? I must say, I believe did they go on the road and do that? Or was that in Purdue? Oh, I think. Oh, that's a good point. I think it's Michigan that, State. Uh, yeah, it was it was Michigan State. No, it was at home. It was in Purdue. So they go on the road here, and that's the big that's the big brouhaha. I mean, they beat Ohio, uh, Iowa on the road at home pretty handedly. They almost lost to Nebraska. So I mean, their road they lost. Obviously, they lost to, to Notre Dame, but that were some injuries going on and everything. But I just feel like there's a dangled carrot right there. I I, I don't want to take this game, but at the same time, like. Ohio State, this is a statement win for them. I think that's why Purdue moved up so far as much as they did. Like, could they boat race Purdue in this spot? I think uh, I think if I had to, I might lay the points here. Ohio State at home, I know three touchdowns is a lot, but am I just going to step into the trap? Like, what's the obvious play? Like, the obvious play is take Purdue. Well, when is Vegas really just giving you an easy one there? Right? Good point. I'm just trying to dangle this carrot in front of you. I'm not taking it. I, I don't really want to. Oh, come it. on. Eat the carrot, damn you. I mean, between 10 weeks of college football, have we not figured out that Aaron does not need to bet college football? <laughs> Do it. No. Lord have mercy. Shame on you. All right. I might, I might take it in a huge teaser or something, but like. Well, if you're on pickamores.com slash fly, what do you do? Ooh. <laughs> well, if I'm making a free contest, yeah, I'm taking Ohio State. All right, bet. Speaking of bad, how about um, North Carolina State and Wake Forest, number 16 and number 12? This game's tough. Yeah, it's 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 fun to, to, to think about a lot of things here, but ultimately it's a largely irrelevant game to the state of the college football and the college football playoff. Dang. But good good for these two teams. I mean, good for these there, two teams. If there were any chance of an ACC team somehow taking a giant leap, um, you would need Wake excuse me, Wake Forest to win this game dramatically but coming off that loss to North Carolina really changes my opinion on them I've always kind of said they were a little bit uh Swiss cheese in terms of uh, an undefeated 8-0 team but NC State quietly just you know kind of doing things they lost to Miami and they lost to Mississippi State earlier in the season but they've beat every other team they've played pretty handedly um just for sake of cannibalism I'm going to take the Wolfpack to uh, win this game outright I think the ACC, while they already weren't good, they're just going to cannibalize themselves. So NC State, money line, probably in the 140 to 150 neighborhood. I don't know exactly. I don't have it in front of me. I don't have any money line on BetUS, but I do know NC State's one and a half point underdogs and the over under is 66 and a half. Yeah, so there's probably not even a money line out there. I mean, there is maybe, but it sounds like uh, BetUS doesn't have it. I'm going to look up a book here in Vegas and see what we got while you go to the next game. Well, our next game is the NFL. Some grown men talking football, baby. Woo! Um, joining Jesus. What does he got to do with anything? Shame on you. Jesus should strike you down right now. <laughs> Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Minder, our games are presented by Pick and Moors. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Pick and Moors is 1,000% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights and money www.pickemores.com slash fly. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y. We're flying here on the drive. I got a, I got a money line for that one. It says North Carolina's state is even. Wake Forest is minus 120. So. Well, that explains that. Yep. NFL, two and six Jags by four and five Colts. Aaron, I don't like it. Um, Colts are 10 half point favorites. And the over-under is 47 and a half. Ugh. Go ahead. Oh, I thought there was more to the after the ugh. No, ugh. <laughs> That's it. Ugh. All right, fair enough. Well, the Jets have had a lot of time to prepare. Uh, they played last Thursday night's game uh, against the 
help me out here, the Jets. And, and so there's been a lot of time to prepare for this game. The Jaguars got to be riding high. I mean, that was almost like a Super Bowl for them, that 9-6 to victory against Buffalo. Uh, Indianapolis seems to be running the ball incredibly well, uh, which is something that the Jags are middle of the road at, at, at stopping. They're terrible at stopping the pass, so this should really be a Carson Wentz coming out party, in my opinion. How good would it feel for Indianapolis to get back to 500 after all the turmoil that started the season with sprained ankles, tough teams, Tennessee, you lost to Tennessee twice. Um, you know, it would be nice. To, I think it would be nice for the uh, for the Colts. It'd be a good feeling for them to get the 500. Yes. Yes, so. I agree. It's in my AM Drive 5. That's why I'm not saying much. All right. Well, I it's not in my AM Drive 5, but it will be on the NFL preview show tomorrow, even if I have to do it myself. Um, I'm gonna, take, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the ten and a half. I am really shocked that uh, I'm really shocked that there has not been a ton of movement in this game. I thought that either there would be a lot of betting on the Jaguars or you know medium size you know some medium sized movement with any kind of bet on the Indianapolis. It just it's just stuck there. And ten and a half is such an ugly number. It um, is. I feel like this is a teaser spot, and I'm in this part of the season of betting where teasers just make the most sense to me. I know I have to give up juice and I have to give up a lot of value, but underdog money lines and teasers are really where where my plays are. And yes, I lost the one with Baltimore last night. That's just such a it was such a crazy anomaly game. But uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna if I had to pick this one straight up, I'd probably just lay the points and think Indianapolis wins this game by three or four touchdowns. Fair enough. Four and four Falcons, six and two Cowboys. Falcons, I mean, they're five hundred. They low key look pretty good. Can the Cowboys get back on track here? It's 10 for Dallas and 54 and a half over under. Another big number coming for a team that, you know, got destroyed at home last week by the Broncos. I think everybody's looking at that. Atlanta got a big win against the Saints. The the information I have here is 70% of the action is on Atlanta. Mm-mm. Uh, you know, we talk about this, you know, in the NFL statement victories and largely they're irrelevant because you just win by one and you get a victory and that's all that matters because standings are what matters, not some committee's view of you. Um, no. Dallas, Dallas gets, Dallas writes the ship. I, uh, I don't want to bet this game at its current number, but uh, I see Dallas minus nine where I'm looking. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lay the points 10 or nine or 10, whatever you want. I'm going to lay the points again. I like that too. That's where I'm leaning because I feel like the, Cowboys played a very good defensive team, and Falcons are, are just not that. That is correct. Okay, five and three Saints, six and two Titans, two teams that lost their star players. But Titans are minus three. Over-under is 44. I'm, I'm not buying the Titans' defense from a Sunday night game. I think there was a couple of fluke plays. I think Trevor Simeon will do, I hate to say, it's better than what Matthew Stafford did which is kind of crazy to say right now, but he's not going to have a spinning ballerina move that Matt Stafford did. Yeah, you know what? I actually was going to say this in the 12-ounce Twitter chat that we, you know, has it just kind of sometimes gets off the rails. <laughs> um, My fault. I actually support your, you know, everybody was kind of ball-washing Stafford there, or, you know, not Stafford, but the Titans and Glenn's coming out with all his videos and everything. Look, man. Those two pick sixes, which one was a pick six, one was a return down to the one where they punched it in one or two plays later. With a, with a trick play, yeah. Yeah, so you're talking a 16-14 game without those, Matt Stafford. I mean, do I love Trevor Sim- the thought of Trevor Simeon? No, <laughs> but do I love the Tennessee defense all of a sudden? I think I think these Tennessee fans might come back to earth with this one a little bit. Uh, I'm going yep. to take, take the Saints plus the three points. What did you find it at, two and a half or three? Three. On bet yeah. US. Yeah, give me the three in this spot. Tennessee might still win this game, which I still think they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. I just I mean, let's 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 come off cloud nine here for a second. You still got a lot of of, uh, of hard games left in the schedule. A couple of easy games, but a lot of hard games left in the schedule. And I think, like I said, you gotta get to ten wins. Gotta get to nine or ten wins, especially if Indianapolis can continue moving um, you know, in the right direction. I think you gotta get to at least nine wins to give yourself a shot to win this division. You think Titans win? I, I do. I think New Orleans keeps it real close. There might be one of those game-winning field goals, those uh, heartbreakers for New Orleans again this week. No! Fair enough. Five and four Brownies, five and four Patriots. Baker without Odell. It's Mac Jones without Odell, but he's still looking better. Um, 
This game currently on BetUS.com is... I hate my life. Ah, Patriots minus two and a half and over-under is 45 and a half. Ooh. And that over-under has moved up a lot. Uh, Cleveland fi- finally gets to move on from this Odell, uh, you know, virus uh, you know, <laughs> that, that's been plaguing. I mean, they're a five and four team and we're, oh. you know, nobody's talking about them as legitimate contenders, especially after the Ravens loss. I know they have to get over that hump of beating the Ravens, which they can't seem to do. But New England is so bad at home. I mean, they're one and four at home straight up, two and three against the spread. Odell 19. I like that. Um, <laughs> you got a money line there? Um, the money line currently is 135 for the Patriots, but plus 115 for the Browns. Yeah, well, foreshadowing a little bit there, but this one's in my AM Drive 5. Rot row! Rot row! Fair enough. I, I like the um Browns in this one, actually, but that was also my AM Drive 5. Uh, I know that everybody's kind of spooked about Nick Chubb and uh, Dominic Felton potentially missing this game, but we saw Dearness Johnson was perfectly capable of picking up the slack, and I do think ultimately um, Cleveland has a fighting chance in this game. Fair enough. All right, six and three billionaires. Well, what's left of them? Two and six Jets. Mike White is to start this game again. Robert Sala. Did not leave out the possibility that Mike White might be better than Zach Wilson, even when Zach Wilson's healthy. Zach Wilson said, I'm just focused on my health. Like, he was literally asked about it. Mike White has looked better. I told you the stat last week that this, it was, they had over 10 air yards of the attempt, which does not happen with Zach Wilson. Right. So this is kind of weird. But what this game right now is currently at – 13, 12, good 13? God, for the Bills, and 47 and a half over under. Yeah, Vegas clearly doesn't have, have any you know, remorse putting out another double-digit line in favor of Buffalo uh, in this spot. This is a game I really don't want to be uh, you know, throwing my money at either part of. Can I trust Buffalo to do those things? Sure, absolutely. We, we can see them beating up on the teams like the Dolphins, beating up on the Chiefs and things like that. But, yeah, that Jaguar game – uh, is a tough pill to swallow. I think if you're a Buffalo fan, if you're any better, uh, not only just not covering that big number, but losing outright just really sparks fear into people and not getting a ton of money, but not the bills. I mean, what the, the, the website I have here is 63% of the action on the bills. Um, mm. No play for me ultimately, but uh, you know, this is, seems like a teaser spot again, where I would probably try to take them down to like six. Right. And, and just, you know, walk away with a with a nice touchdown victory is fine with me. <laughs> Aaron's walking like Conor McGregor. <laughs> Not really. Not, I, <laughs> I, I really want don't want to be a part of that. I probably won't even put that on a teaser at all to begin with. Oh come on! It doesn't no. cross. It doesn't cross enough good numbers. It crosses ten and it crosses seven, and you're sitting on six, and you know it's just not a good. It's not a good teaser spot for that one. Um, if it continues to come down, which it has from thirteen and a half. You know, it could make its way in the mix. Bro. Let's get to Ian's bowl. It's the Lions and the Steelers. The 0-8 Lions. Ugh. And the 5-3 and three Steelers. Ian will be there. Our, he's co-hosted the drive before. He's calling a Detroit cover and maybe an upset. He says Steelers always have one of these wishy-washy, funky, overlooking this opponent game. And he says the way they play the Ravens. There could be an upset here in front of him. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I and the game right now is Steelers minus nine in 42 and a half. Yeah, I disagree with him. The number I got here is Steelers minus eight. Oh, uh, that's better. 42 and a half is there. Uh, I think this wishy-washy funky game that he speaks of was, <laughs> was, was Monday night. I mean, did anyone expect Chicago to be anywhere near the, the Steelers in that game other than me? And but, Chicago I mean, got a benefit of a lot of penalties, too, if you keep that in mind. Well, you know, Chicago was, was I was about the, to say, they, they you know, didn't get the benefits. They got screwed. Did, but Chicago was still right there, though. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure Pittsburgh should have won that game. So the wishy-washy game, I thought, was Monday night. I think uh, Detroit coming off a of bye week, I get his thought process here, but... I mean, they're just not a good team. They're not good at all. There's no facet of their game that is good. Rushing, running the ball, passing the ball, stopping the run. I mean, they don't even have a good kicker. Like everything is just bad about <sighs> this team. 
So give me Pittsburgh by two or more, like ten or more. I say two or more. Good lord. I'm um, gonna say two or more I was gonna say two or more touchdowns, but yeah, this is a prime teasing spot right here. I mean, Pittsburgh eight, eight and a half. You just you take it all the way down to basically a victory, and you know that's a prime teasing spot covering all the key numbers. Over under on Jared Goff's pick six is one and a half. Uh, I'll take the under. Oh darn you! Okay, um, our odds, of course, provided by BetUS.com. Code one two zero Z. Hundred twenty five percent deposit bonus as cash. And 200% crypto. Ooh. All right. When we come back, it's time to talk Sunday Night Football and our AM Drive 5. This is a Friday Football Frenzy. We're right back on Twilight Sports. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pick'emwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 ounce sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. Merchandise for the AM Drive can be found at amdrive.online. We got hoodies, tumblers, shirts, and mugs all for a low price with our faces on them. So help out the show there. Our Fridays are presented by pigamores.com slash fly. Fly with us on the drive. You use that special link to play free and make money making the right against the spread picks on pigamores.com slash fly. All right, Aaron. Sunday night football. Last game to get to here. Five and four Chiefs. Five and three Raiders. Patrick Mahomes has been happy that the team wins, but can they win here? They're favored by two and a half. And the over under is 52. 
Yeah, so this is essentially, I mean, if you look at it, this is a game for first place in the AFC West. And what were we talking about with, you know, the 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 Chiefs last week? We just don't trust them, and there's still a chance they can make, you know, this isn't something we're used to. I think that's why we've doubted Kansas City. Uh, you know, usually they're 9-1 and one at this point, and, you know, there's no real <laughs> log jam in the AFC West. But, I mean, Minnesota's got a decently tough game uh, against the Chargers, so that's a, that's a game where... You know, the Chargers could, you know, theoretically lose. And, and Denver, um, who the heck does Denver play this week? Are they off? They might I think they're off. off. They might be off this week. So Denver is obviously not going to get any better Eagles. this week. Oh, that's right, Philadelphia. So that's that's another another one, both at home for them. So ultimately they should hold serve. But, you know, we got a log jam here. And, and two and a half, like everything that's been going right for um, – you know, for Kansas City to, you know, or, you know, I'm sorry, everything's been going wrong for Kansas City and wrong for Las Vegas here. Just sets me up with an ugly line, two and a half, a home dog, two and a half on prime time, like not even enough for the three. You can't give me enough. Um, I can't trust it either way on this game. So I'm just not in love with it, but I'm actually going to try to score some last minute tickets to this if I can. Go see Mahomes for me. It's totally possible that it's actually, uh, that, that they're actually available because, you know, this. This just wasn't a game. I mean, tickets are as low right now as $189 on ESPN. So um, it could drop more. Let's see. Uh, but ultimately, if I had to make a pick in this game, I probably would take the home dog, Las Vegas. Well, you got to make these picks, though. It's time for the AM Drive 5, presented by pickamores.com slash fly. Aaron's 5. All right, my 5. I've already kind of teased a couple there, but uh, I'm going to go with two college and three NFL. So naturally, you should fade the college and hopefully tail the NFL here in this spot. Um, I'm going to take Ole Miss plus three against, hmm. uh, I believe, Texas A&M. And uh, I think Ole Miss, Matt Corral. This could be a Heisman moment for Matt Corral. Ooh. So let's hope that that's the case. Cover the three and win outright. Uh, South Alabama uh, play in Appalachian State. Uh, wow. they're, they're getting 22 and a half points here. I know Appalachian State's a good team. I just feel like they really... You know, they, they have ability to just kind of get a little uh, foot off the gassy here. So let's hope that that's the case. Give me 22 and a half here. Saints plus three against the Titans. Oh. Cleveland money line against New England. And my last pick is the Washington football franchise uh, getting 10 <laughs> against my Buccaneers. I'm going to take them at 10 point home dogs here. Washington football franchise. I love it. Okay, it's time for Mike's five. I should put the graphic up this time when I did my picks. Not a boy. Okay, Michigan minus one and a half against Penn State. I think Michigan makes a statement win, and Penn State will not cover this time. Although last time I was like 20, to be fair. But this time Michigan might win by 20 against Penn State. Who knows? I still owe us the Lou versus on Pete Bowl, by the way. Mm-hmm. By the way, best line of the show. New Mexico State versus Alabama, under 67. I almost went minus 51. I can't do that. Under 67. Give it to me. I think Alabama lays off the gas late. It's going to look ugly early, but we're going to be able to go under 67. Saints plus three against the Titans. I don't know how we both did that, but we both did it anyways. So I agree with you there. Jaguars. Plus 10 and a half against the Colts. I think Colts are playing way better. But 9 to 6 against the Bills is still in the back of my mind. And Jaguars plus 10 and a half. And Browns, Patriots over 45 and a half. I'm going to get that while I can because I might go up to 47 for crying out loud. I just believe that Browns without Odell look good on offense. Matt Jones is looking better. I think we'll go over 45 and a half. That is a, that's a bold play, considering there's no Nick Chubb, no, uh, and then uh, no Kareem Hunt. So, bold play on the over. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm learning here. I don't hate it. I'm just saying it's a bold play. It could come through. Those bold plays usually come through. So, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in all week. I uh, want to thank, obviously, the guests yesterday who stepped into my place. Once again, much obliged. And just because it is a Friday and it's all pick Friday, we don't want to forget to thank our sponsors Yep. Popple, Vice Golf, Fanatics, uh, help me out here. Who else we got? Uh, we got Buttercloth. Yeah, we want to thank BetUS all as well. So we appreciate all of you guys for supporting us. We appreciate all of you for watching throughout the week. Follow us on the social medias, which are right up there in the corner above Mike's head. 
AM Drive TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And obviously, head over to Mike and Aaron Drive to support all of those sponsors, to catch past shows, and to do anything you'd like to do as far as supporting the AM Drive with Mike and Aaron. Have a great and safe and happy and football-filled weekend. We will catch you guys on Monday to react and recap to all of this. Adios.